Greetings, beloved ones. My name is LaVon Briggs. I am a body and sex positive womanist preacher, speaker, and author. Sensual faith is a sacred space that I carve out for you to uncover your spirituality, recover your sensuality, and discover your sexuality. So if that sounds good to you, and if that feels good to you, you're in the right place. Weeping may linger for the night, but joy comes with the morning. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Greetings, beloved ones, and welcome back to another episode of Central Faith Podcast, the podcast all about the art of coming home to your body. I am your host, LaVon Briggs, and I am so excited to be with y'all today on this here Juneteenth Part 2 celebration. <laughs> Only saying because whatever holiday they talking about on July 4th, child, we don't recognize that here, Okay. So y'all, so much has been happening in the news, on social media, in our lives as individuals. If your life is anything like mine, just because there's chaos <laughs> around the country doesn't mean that it lessens anything that we're going through personally. And so I want to start this episode by really inviting you to take inventory of what needs to get done this week and what can fall by the wayside. Because whether you are a woman, a person with a uterus, a person who has a heart for liberation and you just really care about God's creation, these have been challenging times. As if dealing with a global health crisis hasn't been difficult enough, we are now being forced to contend with a government that is irresponsible at best and straight up sinful at worst. There is so much to be said about the overturning of Roe v. Wade, about the illusion of white supremacy and white barbarism that racist xenophobes are enacting upon Black and brown people, Black women, Black trans folks. And so I understand if you need to take time away, you don't have to comment on every single thing. I know people were waiting for me to say something about Roe v. Wade. And I was like, y'all, I've been taking baths, I have been masturbating, I have been sleeping, I have been resting because I know this next phase of my life is going to be so abundantly juicy with activity that I cannot afford to waste my precious energy engaging people who have no intention of seeing and honoring my inherent worthiness, dignity, and divinity. And so rather than do that, I am going to what is it? Shore up my loins, <laughs> right? I'm going to tie on my loincloth and I'm going to lean into the invaluable currency of community. And I'm going to do what I need to do to be my most healthy, joyous self. Because as Vic underscore loving said during this week's Sensual Faith Sunday, joy is resistance. Joy is an act of resistance. And the thing is, I self-identify as a joy chaser in the beautiful personal development system of understanding called human design. I am a generator and generators need to feel joy in the work that they do. And so shout out to my sibling generators. <laughs> You know how we operate. We got to feel that thing. We got to feel it in our gut. It has to light us up in order for us to do the work. And I think that's why since I've shifted to a more creative mode, things have been so, I don't want to say easy, but they felt more seamless. That's the word. My creativity has felt more seamless since I have let go of the role that I thought I was supposed to have in the culture and actually embrace 
what lights me up and what turns me on. And so if that feels good to you, I would invite you to lean into that. But of course, there are stressful things happening. Of course, there are concerning things happening. But that doesn't mean that we have to give in to the chaotic nature of what media, social media, your family, friends, coworkers might be trying to project onto you. Keep your spiritual hygiene high. Take your spiritual baths, pray, meditate, try to get to bed early. If you need to take some valerian or valerian root to help ease yourself to sleep. I know some people like to take melatonin or drink warm milk, right? Going back to (laughs) grandma's ways of doing it. Um, Whatever you need to do to make sure that you're taking care of yourself, moving your body in ways that feel good to you, connecting with people who are able to help you be optimistic and hopeful, right? And I don't mean toxic positivity either. I mean, honoring that whatever it is that you're feeling, it's valid. But also we've got to hold on to hope, right? If you find yourself in a place where you feel hopeless and despair is winning, it just means that you got to lean into your spiritual tools and practices a little bit more and to decolonize slash liberate your understanding of spirituality. I'm not saying that you need to pray and roll around on the floor and speak in tongues and read your Bible. And that's the formula that's going to help you feel quote unquote, okay. What I'm saying is you have a creator You have ancestors, you have family, biological, spiritual, and otherwise who care for you. So lean into that and find your joy. Listen, I know what's going on in the world, but guess what? I also know that my ancestors survived more than this. My ancestors still managed to love and live and thrive despite being enslaved, despite not knowing if they were going to be able to even see their community members the next day, right? And so I'm not saying that we have to take up our cross and bear this burden alone. That's not an act of Christian service. That's foolish. (laughs) Now, if it's a trauma response, I see you. But just because it happened to you doesn't make it an excuse for you to say, well, that's just how I am. No, that's not good enough. It, It wasn't your responsibility. No. It wasn't your fault that that happened that led you to start distrusting people or not investing in your relationships because you've been hurt before and you don't want to be hurt again. An inherent part of the human experience is being hurt because we are divinely designed to be in community. And even if you think not being in community with people outside of yourself is going to save you from hurt or harm, honey, baby, listen, you've got to be in community with yourself first and foremost. And that's why a lot of people don't like being by themselves because when you're by yourself, everything is going to come up. Beyonce, Giselle knows Carter said, me, myself, and I is all I got in the end. Okay. So I understand that sometimes it can be hard to be alone, that the things come up and things seem overwhelming, but that's when it's the perfect time to put your phone on do not disturb, to get quiet, listen to your favorite music, journal in front of your altar, do all the things you know how to do, wash your hands and pray over yourself, take a shower, take a bath, go to the water, get in nature, (laughs) right? Like these are all of the things that help us to really lean into God's giftedness. 
When I think about the divine gift of nature, how mother nature has literally been set up to give us everything that we need to live abundantly and to thrive and to be healthy and whole, honey, baby, that's what it's giving, right? Let me testify real quick. I partook in plant medicine for the very first time. Okay. Now, how do you say this word, child? Psilocybin. (laughs) Psilocybin mushroom, AKA shrooms, right? These are these magical fungi that quite frankly, take you to a place of what I would call oneness. And that can sound very woo-woo-y. And if you are anti-plant medicine, I see you, I understand, but also realize that it has been conflated, criminalized, distorted, perverted, right? And amputated from its original purpose. Because the fact of the matter is things like cannabis, psilocybin, things like that, they are actually designed to intensify your spiritual practice not to get you addicted or to have you abusing a substance. You have to be very respectful of mother nature when you're engaging in plant medicine and healing things that come from the earth. And that's a lot of ancient and indigenous wisdom that many of us are returning to. So shout out to all the botanical people, the root workers, the conjurers, the herbalists. We see you and we need you. Because you are helping us to regulate our nervous systems and to chill out after a long day of dealing with a matrix of systems of oppression that were designed to annihilate us. So shout out to you for helping us to feel. A major part of my sensual faith platform is curating space for people to feel what they're feeling. So many of us don't feel like we can handle the burden of feeling. Feelings are messy. Feelings are heavy and gory. But guess what? Two truths can be true at the same time. Life can be gory and gorgeous at the same damn time, y'all. We get to live in that liminal space. We get to live in the both andness of God. Because ultimately, weeping may linger for the night, but joy comes with the morning. And the morning isn't necessarily 6 a.m. or sunrise or when you get out of bed. Morning could be any time that you wake up. Morning, I was an English honors major and I'm a preacher and a poet. So it could be morning, M-O-R-N-I-N-G, but it could also be morning, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, right? Weeping may linger for the night, but joy comes with the morning. Joy comes alongside the grief. You cannot get to joy without feeling your feels. You cannot oh, I'm going to forgive and forget, let go and let God. No, how do you forgive a government that fails you and your people? How do you forget police brutality and ongoing anti-Black violence? You don't forget that. That's why you need to turn off autoplay on social media platforms because you don't need to see that shit day in and day out. That's re-traumatization. That's psychic damage. But joy will come alongside the threshold if you invite that grief in. We have experienced so much loss in the past two to three years, and we are not dealing with it as systematically as we should be, considering we've lost one million people in the United States to the COVID-19 virus, considering that 
in the midst of quarantine and lockdown, we were still experiencing police brutality, right? And so when I get to live in a world like this, because in African cosmology, we believe that we signed up to be here. I know that I have everything that I need on the inside of me and that we have everything that we need inside of the collective in order to get to where we need to be. And one of the ways that I saw the invaluable currency of community come together this week was via the Essence Festival of Culture. Essence Fest is basically when half a million people flock to the city of New Orleans in order to eat good, dress up, listen to music, network. You know, some people have reunions with their sorors or frat brothers or college roommates or cousins in them. Like it could be a mini family reunion. It really just runs the gamut. But it's basically all these Black people coming to New Orleans to turn up and celebrate Black culture as presented by Essence Communications, obviously the publishers of the world-renowned Essence magazine, the premier publication for Black women. I have been reading Essence magazine since elementary school, right? I can remember as early as 10 years old, seeing all of these beautiful Black models and actresses and political figures on the cover and every month flipping through the pages and seeing ads and articles that centered the beauty and lives of Black women. And so to be at Essence Fest is quite an experience. Actually, the very first time that I came to New Orleans was for Essence Fest in 2018 with my best friend, Naima. Shout out to Nye. And we stayed at this bed and breakfast on Magazine Street. It's called the Greenhouse, I think. And child, she booked us these poolside rooms without realizing that they had what they called a European pool, which basically meant that everybody could go nude if they wanted to. So child, I have this floor to ceiling window in my room. And all I see is this white man with this pot belly and this red penis walking around the pool. And I was like, nah, why would you book this? She was like, well, I didn't know. And I was just like, I, I got to put the blind down. I'm not about to be dealing with this. Okay. So <laughs> needless to say, that was a lot. <laughs> and we ended up spending time at the convention center. I remember getting lots of samples and things like that. It was 2018. I had just cut off my locks that I had been growing for eight years. So I was walking around feeling energetically light. My cut was crisp. I was doing it, honey, baby. Okay. And um, I remember we were getting ready for the first night, which is that Friday night, and we were going to the concert. And so we're walking. And then Naima's like, oh, I guess we can walk tomorrow night as well. I was like, what do you mean tomorrow night? Talking about Saturday night. She was like, for the concert. I was like, what do you mean for the concert? We're going to the concert tonight. I didn't realize... <laughs> I didn't realize that there was a different lineup every single night. And so I only bought concert tickets for Friday night. So she had bought them for Friday. And did we leave Sunday or did she go Sunday too? I think she might've gone Sunday too. But either way, we ended up splitting up Saturday night and going to different events. And I don't even remember what we did, but I remember there was a stampede on Bourbon Street, child. It was a lot. There was so much drama, but we were safe and we had a lot of fun. And even though everybody was telling me, oh, when you get to New Orleans, you can walk around with alcohol, child. 
that did not excite me. That did not entice me. I am the daughter of Caribbean immigrants. I have been drinking alcohol since I was two years old. Okay. (laughs) Drinking alcohol is not like a thing for me and being able to walk around with it. But if you didn't know that, then now, you know, as long as it's in plastic, you can walk around with alcohol in the city of New Orleans. So that can be a draw for some people. Some people want to come for the food, you know, lots of great seafood here, crawfish, which I have not had whole crawfish yet because it's something about sucking out the head and the booty chow. I just, I can't do it. I don't like the taste. Okay. It's not my palate. And before you ask, yes, I will eat some crab legs. Yes. I will eat some lobster tail. I just, the crawfish doesn't do it for me. <laughs> uh, gumbo, of course, po' boys, just all the delectable deliciousness. Basically, the city of New Orleans is like, fuck your diet whenever you get here. And so Essence could not have picked a better Mo Blacker city. New Orleans is the northernmost Caribbean city. It's got so much African retention. And so for the Essence Festival of Culture to be here, it's absolutely astounding. And you just see Black women everywhere. I saw someone on Twitter nickname Essence Fest as Auntie Con. <laughs> that the aunties be out in full effect. And they do. They be here with their floral prints and their linen suits, okay, and their open toe sandals, giving it to the girls, per. So according to Essence, the Essence Festival of Culture is the largest festival in the country, drawing in more than 530,000 attendees annually over the July 4th weekend slash Juneteenth part two weekend. Praise the Lord. The festival mobilizes, informs and uplifts the largest global gathering of everyday multi-generational black women in a safe space to achieve new levels of sisterhood, personal development, wealth creation, civic engagement and community leadership. It sounds like a sorority, doesn't it? <laughs> so that's the current presentation of Essence Festival of Culture, which includes comedy shows, concerts, obviously, but also brand activations and lots of different asides because some of the events that I went to were not necessarily put on by Essence. So some people in the city will have events during Essence Fest weekend and it'll just be like, hey, come to this party, Essence weekend, or come to this networking event. Essence weekend. So you got to be mindful, right? Especially if it's a paid event that you're not getting got, that it's not something that you think is attached to Essence Festival. And it's really just somebody from the seventh ward putting on an event and talking about it's during Essence weekend, right? So be mindful. <laughs> so originally the Essence Festival of Culture was the Essence Music Festival. Of course, Black people, music, I mean, it's like peanut butter and jelly. Peanut butter, jelly, peanut butter, jelly, peanut butter, jelly, peanut butter, jelly, peanut butter, jelly with a baseball bat. Now where you at? Well, okay, I'm back. So (laughs) now there you go. Okay, now I'm back. Okay, the Essence Festival, (laughs) known as the Party with a Purpose, is an annual music festival which started in 1995. Child, I was 12 going on 13. As a one-time event to celebrate the 25th anniversary of Essence, a magazine aimed primarily towards African-American women. I'm just reading Wikipedia, y'all. It became the largest African-American culture and music event in the United States, locally referred to as the Essence Fest, or honestly, the locals call it Essence Fest, or just Essence sometimes. They'd be like, you going to Essence? Essence is coming. Essence Fest is next weekend. 
Locally referred to as the Essence Fest, it has been held in New Orleans, Louisiana since 1995, except in 2006 when it was held in Houston, Texas due to Hurricane Katrina's effect on New Orleans and 2020 when it was canceled. It was also held in Durban, South Africa in 2016. That is so cool. I did not know that. In 2016, how did I miss that? What was I doing in 2016? Child getting engaged. Yeah. All right. Anywho, (laughs) I had to do another episode on that. So it was really, really fun to be out and about in the streets. You know, I moved to New Orleans and this is what I'm going to be talking about in episode 18, two years ago this month. And I moved here during the pandemic. So the streets were not streeting, right? So to see half a million people converge (laughs) into a six by six mile radius in the French Quarter, you know, it was intense. And there was just a lot of energy in the city. um, And I was worn out from being in these spaces where I was connecting with really incredible people, but I've just been used to being in the house. I've been used to, you know, talking to y'all on the podcast or on Instagram live. It's very one directional. And so to be around type A women, educated, wealthy, um, thoughtful, articulate, passionate. Did I say type A? (laughs) Hyperachievers, you know, as many Black women are, it was just a lot. And so my introverted self definitely needed to come home, take some showers, woo-saw, and get it together. But I actually had a really great time. So Thursday was quiet for me, even though there were some events happening around town. Friday morning, well, afternoon, uh, I went to the Influencer Social Brunch. And that was a lot of fun because there were less than 20 women there. It was really intimate. Everybody got to know everybody, exchange contact information, follow each other on social media. Uh, We got to learn what each other did. And it was really interesting because when I introduced myself, I was like, my name is LaVon Briggs. I'm a Black woman spiritual leader, a Queens girl, and a joy chaser. And I go on to teach and preach and share about sensual faith, the platform, right? And when I finished, someone was like, don't you have an Emmy? And I was like, yes. And the women were like, what? And they start clapping and cheering. So I go to sit down, child. They made me get up and reintroduce myself. They were like, do it again. I was like, okay, my name is LaVon Briggs, Emmy Award winner. They were like, yes. You know how Black women hype each other up. I'm an Emmy Award winner. I'm a creator and purveyor of all things sensual faith and curate a lavish life. So I guess that's my new intro, child. Praise the Lord. (laughs) So we're working on it. But we give thanks to God for being able to grow and share and be placed in rooms where people are doing incredible work and where... um, you know, you're seen, you're known, but you're also seen and encouraged to grow and own your shit and pop your shit and take up space. Like that was really fucking dope. And then there was a media preview event that night that was pretty chill. Um, The music was loud and I thought it was going to be more of an opportunity for us to, you know, kiki with each other. And it wasn't. So me and my homegirl left and we went to the Ace Hotel. We ended up crashing a Goldman Sachs reception because one, who doesn't want a tall, fine, black, wealthy, okay, financial services person as your husband, baby daddy. Um, But also they have free food and wine. So that was that. (laughs) And then that was our night. 
Saturday was really fun. Um, shout out to my friend, Ebony Janice, who told me about this event that was put on by NASDAQ and Digital Undivided. It was called the Investor Luncheon, I-N-V-E-S-T-H-E-R. So invest her like women investors. And I wanted to be there because we need somebody to invest in this multimedia company, praise the Lord, that I am dreaming about. Anywho, if you're not aware, NASDAQ is an American multinational financial services corporation that owns and operates three stock exchanges in the United States. So when you're watching the news and you see those little tickers going by the bottom third, child, that's the NASDAQ. So there's the NASDAQ Stock Exchange, the Philadelphia Stock Exchange, the Boston Stock Exchange, the headquarters is in New York City. They have seven European stock exchanges. Child, it's just, they got money, money, okay? And so this organization started the NASDAQ Foundation. And last year, the NASDAQ Foundation, which is a nonprofit committed to advancing diversity and investor engagement, awarded Digital Undivided a quarterly grant to help fulfill their mission to create a more inclusive entrepreneurial ecosystem for female, Black, and Latina women founders. Now, as we know, when it comes to venture capital and tech, when Black women are the founders of these organizations, they're receiving less than 2% of all venture capital. That's not a typo. That's not an audible typo. <laughs> less than 2% of all venture capital goes to Black women founders. And so shout out to Digital Undivided for being committed to seeing Black and Latina women founders get more invested in investing because while you know we can honor that capitalism is not sustainable and the whole system needs to be destroyed, while people are benefiting from capitalism, I want Black people, specifically Black women and femmes, to be benefiting from it as well. Praise the Lord. So it was a great time. I actually <laughs> made eye contact with this woman and we were chatting and I walked over to her to not be shouting across the table, child. And so all of a sudden, this woman in this gorgeous red orangey dress, she's like, LaVon, she turns and she gets up. It's my Facebook friend and soror, Brittany, who we have been Facebook friends well over 10 years at this point, And we've never met in person. She was like, I heard your voice and I knew it had to be you. So that was really cool to meet her and take some pictures on the green carpet. You know, we had to throw up that pyramid one time for the one time. Okay, per, it was everything. And I learned a lot. I made some great connections. And there was a woman there who was an elder who had fabulous jewelry. And you just know how you just, you just know that this elder has been somewhere, has some stories, lived her life fully, you know, probably had a boom banging body back in the day, was just the it girl. And now she just happens to be a silver fox. Yeah, I, I met one of those women. And it turns out that one of her bracelets was from Guyana and that she goes to Barbados three times a year. Now, if you're not aware, my mother is from Barbados and my dad is from Guyana, like they were born overseas and they're immigrants. So you can imagine how I was tapped in and tuned in for that. <laughs> and then after that, my friend and I, we went to my car and changed. Yep. It was one of those days. And we went to the Spotify house of R&B. Now, listen, this was a completely different vibe. Okay. This was all the cool kids. There were no ugly people there. I was like, Spotify, 
only knows beautiful people, clearly, because y'all niggas are gorgeous. Also, the queen herself, Issa Rae, was there jamming out to none other than Inglewood, sir. Baby, I'm just trying to let my hair down, hair down. Listen, hair down is my favorite sir song. When I tell you I got to see him perform it live, I nearly lost my mind. I was just so, so excited. I posted a reel about my experience at Spotify because it was just that incredible. Um, Shout out to Christina Tapper, who's an executive producer at Spotify with uh, Jamel Hill's Unbothered team. And Jamel Hill was actually supposed to be there to moderate a panel, but she couldn't make it. So Rachel Lindsay moderated it. The panel was called The Power of Audio Storytelling. And I was so honored to be in the number because y'all, I've been podcasting for less than a year, (laughs) literally July, August, September. So 10 months at this point. Um, And I'm in the room with Spotify podcasters less than a year in during Essence Fest weekend. You can't tell me my God ain't good and my ancestors don't have my back and my community is popping. Okay. And I'm popping. Boop. I just popped my robe collar for those of you who can't see me. So after Sir's performance and seeing Issa Rae light up the room and she was just super chill. She looked cute. She is very slender. Uh, For those of you who were uh, Misadventures of Awkward Black Girl fans, and we remember thick Issa, okay, and those hip hugger boy shorts and that short TWA, that's that's the Issa we were introduced to. The Issa I saw is the Hollywood Issa, okay? She had cuts in her arm. She had a gorgeous blonde, wild brown ponytail. It was, she was looking good, okay? She looks like a woman who is well-loved, and is still rooting for everybody Black. (laughs) And so the Power of Audio Storytelling panel was moderated by Rachel Lindsay, who is the co-host of Higher Learning. She's also an American media personality. She was on The Bachelorette. And well, I won't spoil it for you, but you got to see who she ended up with. She's also a soror. Shout out to DST. Also on the panel was Danielle Smith, hip hop royalty. She used to be the editor in chief of Vibe magazine, which again, I grew up reading Vibe, seeing all my favorite hip hop stars on the cover of this magazine. It was just out of this world to meet her. And she was so sweet, so down to earth. Um, My inner teen was like percolating with excitement. Um, And she is the host of Black Girl Songbook. And then there were doctors TT and Zakia of Dope Labs and then Lovely T of Tea Time Unfiltered. And so these incredible, and so these incredible, beautiful, because remember everybody there was fine, um, talented, intelligent, funny, charismatic Black women were just talking about their experiences, right? And being mindful of everything that we go through as Black women and bringing that to the center of what we do so that we're speaking to Black women, right? There's something about when Black women create things for Black women that are consumed, ingested by Black women, Right. And then processed and disseminated and shared amongst black women. (laughs) 
do you see where I'm going with this? Um, so I was so grateful to be in the room again, made some incredible connections. And I'm really, really excited about what will be aligned from, you know, this partnership. So shout out to Spotify and Spotify podcasts. And then the last thing that I did for Essence Fest weekend was uh, attend the concert on Saturday night. My homegirl, who was my plus one for Saturday, she ended up snagging some VIP suite tickets. So we were in the mayor's suites. Yes, plural. Um, Shout out to Mayor Cantrell, child. Controversial figure in New Orleans. Uh, Maybe I'll talk more about that on the next episode. But Janet Jackson was the headliner. And if you know anything about childhood LaVon, you will know that Janet Jackson was a complete goddess to me. I went as Rhythm Nation Janet Jackson when I was eight years old for Halloween. I wore a black cap, a black button down, black jeans, black Elise's, and my mom gave me her house key and her hoop earring. And I put it in my left ear, put the key on, and it was a little heavy, but I made it work. And you couldn't tell me I wasn't five, four, three, two, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, period. And so we know Janet is getting up in age, child. Ain't no telling how much longer she's going to be performing. But I mean, Control, Rhythm Nation, Janet Jackson, Velvet Rope, like, (sighs) it's just giving. I mean, I remember the first time I saw her live, it was my parent... My parents gave me two tickets for my 19th birthday and I took my brother and we went to Madison Square Garden and we got in and we just kept working our way down the floor sections until we got closer and closer to the stage. And I remember at one point, I can't remember which song she was getting ready to sing, but she was sitting on a stool and all she could keep doing was put the mic up to her lips and friends. Like the crowd would just start erupting. I promise you that went on for like 10 minutes and she'd just be like, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. You know, her soft pitch voice. So anyway, child, we get there and Jasmine Sullivan was just coming on stage. She looked incredible in this fuchsia jumpsuit with this tangerine long duster jacket, raincoat, trench coat situation. It was very, very much giving. Um, And then we were asking them like who else performed and they said Drew Hill and somebody else. I can't remember, but I ended up seeing a councilwoman who said, well, I've got good intel that Patti LaBelle is supposed to be on at 1030 and Janet will come on after her. Well, by that time, child, it was 1045 and I was like, Patti is nowhere in sight. And because she was a diva and she was late, they started bringing these random people on stage to give remarks, including Reverend Dr. Al Sharpton who started talking about social justice and police brutality. Sir, do you see these people drinking and twerking? They are not trying to talk about police brutality right now. Just skip to Janet. Anywho, child, I just told y'all about the Saturday that my homegirl Phoenix and I had, and we were just too sleepy. So sadly, we had to leave before Janet came on. But, you know, she's Janet, Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. So I I know it was phenomenal. And I'm going to have to watch the replay at some point. But I am determined to catch her. If you're going to go on a retirement tour, Janet, just give me a heads up, okay? Because between you and Beyonce's Renaissance tour, I got to get my coins. All right? The coins got to be gotten 
for this. <laughs> and speaking of coins, I want to give a shout out to the newest members to the Sensual Faith Academy, aka my Patreon. Uh, this is where all of the online learning happens in community. And so if you are loving what you're hearing on the podcast and you want to join us over at patreon.com slash LaVon Briggs, you can tap into the two different tiers. One is sensual faith. That's going to support the podcast and get you access to what some call show notes, but what I call research. <laughs> and then the lavish love tier will get you access to everything in sensual faith. And it gets you access to things like book studies. We're starting all about love this month or tarot and oracle card readings around new and full moons or essays, audio essays, roundtables, anything I feel like creating. Because remember, I am chasing my joy. And so major shout out to Tiana West and Von Keisha Gibson. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the community, beloved ones. And thank you for investing in yourselves. Thank you for investing in me. I pray that God and the ancestors bless y'all tenfold as you have blessed me. And I'm so excited that you are a part of our community because we wouldn't be the same without you. And if you're not ready to make a monthly commitment, but you want to make a one-time donation to support this work, you can send that via Cash App, dollar sign Pastor Bay, Venmo at LaVon Briggs, PayPal or Zelle. And the email address for PayPal and Zelle is LaVon.Briggs at gmail.com. Well, that'll do it for this episode of It's the Black Joy for Me, inspired by Essence Festival 2022. Y'all make plans to be at Essence Fest 2023 because something tells me that we are going to have a lot to be celebrating next year, particularly as it pertains to LaVon Briggs and the destiny that is attached to me, my name, my Ashe, and by Mbaya. And via extension, you all. So come celebrate with me. Purr, big purr. I love y'all so much. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, go in peace, go in power, go in pleasure. Be well, beloved ones. And if it's not well, it's not the end. And remember, faith should feel good. Peace.